Hello everyone and welcome back to Kiki with Kiki. I know it's been a minute. I say this at the beginning of every single episode. I also said on Instagram that I was planning on having an episode up this weekend, just gone. Um, So that was a lie. Well, it wasn't a lie, like I was planning it, but I just, I didn't get it edited on time. I do have an episode recorded with some very special guests. Um, I won't reveal who they are yet. And I shouldn't get it edited on time because it's taken me longer to edit than I thought. But it's just because I'm using this new software and it's letting me edit so much more. So everything has just taken me an extra minute. But however, I am trying to like, you know, stay relevant, stay on top of topics. And what is more relevant right now? What should get me clicks like an episode on Euphoria? And I'm not just doing this for clicks. I'm also doing this just because I love Euphoria and I want to talk about it, to be honest. If you also love Euphoria, this is going to be the episode for you. I'm going to do a little review of season two. Um, this episode will be very spoiler heavy. I'm not going to like this. So this is your spoiler warning because I'm not going to leave anything out. Like I'm going to talk openly as if everyone has already seen all the episodes because the last episode just came out on Sunday. Was it as good as the second last episode? No. But I think that's just because the second last episode had so much of the play in it. And the play had me, like Lexi's play, had me rolling like rolling around the literal floor but I'll get into the play um in a minute I first started watching Euphoria when I was in third year Maynooth when I lived with Michelle Michelle got me really into Euphoria like it's very her show and she was explaining it to me and I was like oh my god yeah like that sounds really good but I'm terrible for taking people's recommendations and like making a note of them on my phone in my memos or whatever and then just forgetting about it so I did actually watch it. I think I watched it with Michelle. We definitely watched an episode or two together. I'm not sure. But I was obsessed. Like, ob-fucking-sessed. And then, obviously, it took several million years for season two to come out. So much so that I kind of forgot a lot of that what happened in season one. Because they managed to fit so much into eight episodes. Like, they are quite long. They are an hour long. Not on telly. That's when you're, like, watching them online with no ads or whatever. But they fit so much in. And I just fell in love with it straight away. Because it sounds so cliche to say. But I don't think there's anything like Euphoria. Like Skins gets compared to it a good bit. But Skins, in my opinion, is quite tame compared to Euphoria. And like it tackled some of the same things. Like drugs and like relationships between young people and stuff. But in a more comical sense... Like, Euphoria is borderline depressing. Like, I put up, uh, I put up, like, a couple of polls and a couple of question boxes on the podcast's Instagram the day the episode was coming out, I think. Either the Saturday or the Sunday, I can't remember. And um, I asked if, oh, actually, let me check the results of that. I asked if people thought that like the show had an effect on their mood after watching it and if so if that effect was like a negative effect because I can't lie like it's definitely not an easy watch like I I love it and I will watch it like religiously but I do 
end up feeling quite heavy after watching the episode. Like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it's it's a lot to take on, even though it's literally fiction and you know these people are acting. Okay, so in one story I asked, is your mood affected after watching an episode? And 68% of people said no, but 32% said yes. And then I asked, if so, is your mood effective, affected negatively? And only 11% of people said yes. So there definitely is like a certain cohort of people who might feel the same way as me sometimes. Now, I don't feel that way all the time. And it certainly wouldn't stop me from watching it because it's incredible. Like there's, that's like, if you take away anything from this episode, the main takeaway should be that this show is incredible. And you should watch it. Um, in my humble opinion, anyway. I just... Like I said, there's not much out there like it. Because it's so raw. And like, it's... um, It's A24, if any of you have heard of the... Like, film production company A24. They did Hereditary. They did Midsummer. They did... What else? A couple of the films that me and Michelle talked about in the horror film episodes... But A24 is, anything they do is incredible. And yeah, this show honestly is just, I just love it. I, I genuinely, I just love it so much and I like get into it properly. But right now I'm just trying to gather my thoughts and try to say anything other than the show is really good and you should watch it. So in season one, um, each of the episodes focused on a certain character like there'd be a Rue episode and a Jules episode and a Cat episode and a Maddie episode. But this season, it was a little bit different. Like there weren't character centric specific episodes. There was a lot more happening. And for two of the episodes, there was like a throwback to the past where you get to meet characters in their past, like when they were younger. The first one was Cal, Cal Jacobs, Nate's dad, when he was a teenager. And it's, oh my God, it was so lovely. Like him and his best friend and like their life and like them finding out that they were like gay and they had feelings for each other. And it's so lovely and it's set in like, I don't know, what is it, 70s, 80s? I don't really know. It's just, it's a lovely time period. Like the set is really cool. And it's all like going really well and Cal is a different person like it was really cool to see like this different side of him not as like Nate's horrendous dad and it was just lovely and his friend was really good looking the actor who made his friend back in the day is really good looking and then it all comes crashing down because fucking Nate's mom is like unexpectedly pregnant with Nate's older brother and then it just cuts off. And it's like the Euphoria logo. And oh my god, it's just so good. It's so fucking good. And like, even though in the back of your head, you know that Cal is a terrible person and you hate his character. You feel so bad for him. I felt awful for him because I was really rooting for him and his friend. And then obviously... Like, he's so rooted in, like, this family structure and he knows, like, what his future has to be to keep his parents happy. And, like, he knows he has to step up because he's going to be a dad. But you're still, like, oh, 
Like I was really rooting for him and his friend. And then in that same episode, he gets drunk and he goes back to the gay bar that they go to. And like, one of the reasons why I love this show is because like the characters are so multifaceted and complex and like you can't just outwardly hate any of them or like love any of them because, you know, they all have their good traits, but they also all have their flaws. And like Cal Jacobs, like you hate him because like like throughout this season, like he's a terrible person and throughout season one and all. But I really, I really felt for him in that episode. And like he's dancing with the with your man and like then he gets kicked out. And I think the bar owner says to him something, something about like you can't keep wrestling people or you can't keep doing this. So like you know that he's done it a couple of times and it's so sad. Um, Eric Dane who plays Cal, like I've only ever seen him in fucking what, like Grey's Anatomy and maybe like a rom-com or two or something. And this character is like such a stark contrast to his other characters that he's played. And I just think he's incredible. I really think he's so, so good. And then I think it's that same episode. I think it is when he comes back to the house and he like pisses on the floor and he's like talking about himself being gay and he's basically like tearing the Jacobs family to shreds. Oh my God, it's so good. Like for the people who say season two is not as good as season one, you're incorrect. It's incredible. That whole episode actually is fantastic. And like, don't get me wrong, I don't love Cal. Um, I think he's a bad person. But I really like, I really enjoyed that episode because you do, like you do find yourself pitying him and like seeing a different side to him. And like, he has this like big, massive house and like this seemingly perfect life. But like, it's, it's, it's not what he wanted. And like you can kind of get that in season one and stuff, but still, it's just, it's explored even more in that episode. And I just think it's incredible. And another little blast from the past that we get at the beginning of one of the episodes, it could be like one of the first couple of episodes in the season, is fucking Fez and his granny. Oh my God. It actually makes me squeal. It makes me squeal because it was so oh my god his granny like I hate to use the word like badass but she's a she's a girl boss she's a fucking badass like they're driving around I can't remember what car it is whether it's like a Cadillac or whatever but it's like this fucking savage car Bez driving around with the granny like and then little baby Ash like that whole sequence I'm sorry incredible and we obviously like find out about this mysterious woman this mysterious sick woman who's in Fez's house and like we can't go into that room because she's there and like so we find out that this is her because she was this like girl boss slay queen and then she was like progressively getting sicker and stuff but that fucking thing and then like we see her like hitting Fez by mistake and then we know why he has a scar and like oh it's just so good. It's so good. I was obsessed. I was, I think I watched that, um, that episode in Michelle's house with her, um, if I'm not mistaken. And I was fucking living. It was everything. And like, you got to see Fez and Ashtray like growing up and you find out, well, I don't know. Do you, yeah, we know already that they're not biological brothers, but like you can see them like coming together and like Fez, 
like the granny is progressively getting sicker so Fez has to like look out for Ash more and oh I love it I I just I loved it so much I love it so as I mentioned before um a couple of people have said well a lot of people online actually have said that like season two is not worth it and that it's not as good as season one and like it's just not as gripping or whatever and I'm sorry I have to disagree like maybe it's because I haven't watched season one in a while and I was so like hungry for more or maybe like these people they had watched like season one again to remind themselves and then went straight into season two and like it doesn't seem as fresh or something but I loved this season now I'm about to talk about like character growth and development and that's why I loved it so much but some characters um, their screen time is just not there like Kat where was her screen time this season I love her and I want her to have a little bit more like yeah we got like those moments with her and Ethan and stuff sorry the fucking oh my god the scene of them <laughs> in the restaurant where she's like I have a, a brain disease and I'm dying <laughs> Like, I was pissing. I'm sorry, I was pissing. I love Kat and I want her to have more screen time. And also, actually, that scene with her and all, like, the influencers in her room. And they're like, you can do it, Kat. Like, you're beautiful. That was so real. That was so fucking incredible. And I was like, you just have to believe in yourself. And she's, like, in bed, depressed, like, doesn't want to be on her phone. And, like, all these fucking influencers are there, like, telling her, like, she's incredible and amazing and she looks perfect and blah, 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 blah. Like, I loved that scene. I just, oh, my God, Sam Levinson, I'm sorry, like, he's a genius. Like, this fucking program is just so good. And he's so clever and cool. And, like, oh, I love it. And Jules, I found, didn't have as much screen time and like there wasn't as much of a story about her this season but I do think it's because like a lot of their storyline a lot of their history and like who they are was explored in season one so this season was more so just about storyline um and Jules not gonna lie not my favorite character anyway so that didn't really bother me too much um I did think that scene with her and Rue and Elliot in Rue's kitchen after she told Rue's mom that she was taking drugs again. That like that scene was fucking incredible. Sorry, this is just this whole podcast is gonna be like 40 minutes of me just ranting and raving about this fucking show and saying how good it is. But like Hunter Schaefer barely did any acting, if any, before this. And she is actually very good. Like, oh, I hope um their pronouns are actually she and not they them let me check that okay yeah her pronouns are she her just double checking obviously like Zendaya is the scene stealer in that because she's fucking unbelievable but Hunter Schaefer does a really good job like she is like sat at the table and she's trying not to cry and she's trying to stay strong and like Rue is there screaming at her and she's like, I love you, I love you. And she's just trying to be there. And Rue is like tearing her to shreds and saying the most horrible things. That scene is harrowing and probably like very real for people who have dealt with that. I would say anyway, because I think they did such a fantastic job. Like Zendaya, 
I'm sorry, miss. Shake it up herself. She is so fucking good at this. And like, I don't know, like, not that you wouldn't expect her to be this incredible actress because like a couple of years ago, she hadn't been in as much. Like she's really rising up through the ranks now and she's done like this and Malcolm and Marie and all these things. But like to think that Little Miss Shake It Up and Little Miss Casey Undercover would become this. She's fucking insanely good. Like she obviously got the, what did she get? The Emmy or the Golden Globe or whatever last year for her role in this. So deserved. Give that woman a goddamn Emmy, a goddamn Golden Globe. Because if only for that scene in the kitchen where she's screaming at Jules and like calling her like this soul sucking, like fucking, I don't know, leech and like saying how she hates her and all this. It's really, really sad, but it's incredible. And sorry, I have this further down in my notes because I took notes for this episode, guys. Do you know who else is fucking incredible in this season? Um, like speaking of character growth and everything, Sydney Sweeney is so fucking good in this season. And like she probably was in season one as well, but I didn't, I don't know, I shouldn't pay as much attention to her. Actually, no, she was. Sorry, that episode where she's like ice skating and like, ooh, like she was good. But this fucking season, like when she is at the house with her mom and Lexi and she's like roaring at the mother because her mother's like, yeah, like you were in the wrong. And she's like, they weren't fucking together. And like, she's screaming. And the fucking, no, when the play is on and when Nate walks out and she comes back and she's like breathing on the glass of the door and like the condensation and she looks like a psychopath. But like, she's just like Sydney Sweeney. I don't know. A lot of people are saying that like, she's just like Sam Levinson is objectifying her and like she's being completely sexualized because like she obviously is blonde and has massive boobs but I don't know I think she was fucking insanely good in this season and like maybe a lot of it was just her like no actually sorry if anyone thinks that it's just because like she was screaming and stuff and that's what made her like act no Mm, no when she was in the bath when Nate had her like against the door when Maddie was banging it and she looked like absolutely petrified. She does a fucking savage job this season. She is so, Sydney Sweeney, queen. I might not have rated you before, but now I'm sorry. I'm sorry for ever doubting you. You are incredible. She was so good. She was so good this season. And like, I don't know, like, the character of Cassie just interests me so much because, like, on the surface, you could just be like, oh, like, she's boy crazy and, like, she doesn't give a fuck about Maddie and she just wants, like, dick or whatever. But she's, oh, my God, like, she's just so interesting to me because she's so complex because, like, she just, all she wants is, like, to feel wanted and to feel, like, loved and, like, I don't know, Alexa play like daddy issues by the neighborhood or whatever because so maybe some of it is her daddy issues but I don't know I don't feel I don't think we can attribute it all of it to that maybe that's what they want maybe that's like the direction they're taking but I don't know but she's just so interesting to me because she she knows that she shouldn't be with Nate and like she knows that what she's doing is terrible and like Maddie is going to kill her but she cannot stop herself because she's so badly wants Nate to like 
want her and she so badly wants to be in love I think she like just romanticizes the idea of love and like Nate oh my god yeah maybe daddy issues like he's tall he's fucking broad he's whatever like okay maybe daddy issues but you know what I'm you know what I mean you know what I'm saying like Nate to her is boyfriend material because she saw him with Maddie. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, folks. Um, but yeah, she's just, she's really fucking interesting to me. Because like, she has these moments of realisation where she, like, she knows that she's doing something wrong. And she also knows, she has these moments of realisation where she knows that Nate is a fucking terrible person. But she just keeps getting reeled back in. Like, you know, um, when they're like, in the fucking like the estate and like all the houses like the frames of the houses that um Cal is building and Nate says something to her and he says it like a couple of times throughout the season something about like Maddie is never going to forgive you and like how can you look at yourself in the mirror and oh my god it's like she knows she knows what she's doing is wrong and even when he's saying that but she keeps getting reeled back in like she's just she's so interesting to me like so like there's a lot of Cassie hate online because they're like fuck Cassie she's such a bad friend uh but like look beneath the surface people I don't know I just think her character is fucking so interesting and I think Sydney Sweeney does such an incredible job like for a cast of relatively unknown actors and actresses like yes and day has a huge name yes Jacob Lordy has been in like a few bits um, Austin Abrams who plays Ethan has also been in a few bits for any of my Walking Dead queens you'll know that he was in The Walking Dead um, but like for a cast who like hasn't a ton of experience they're kind of fucking really good I don't know like if I had to pick a weak link among them like I I couldn't do you know I do think they work really well like they work really cohesively well together and like it's just it's a really good cast it's a really fucking good cast but yes as I mentioned earlier um I didn't properly go into it one of the reasons why I think this season is so good and why people are sleeping on it I don't know but one of the reasons why I think it's so good is because of the fucking character development and like there's a lot of character development in season one anyway even in their own like individual episodes you get to see so much of them and so much into like their history and who they are now and why they do the things they do but I don't know there's just like this season there's so much growth and even more character development that we didn't know we could get like for Rue's character like Rue and Jules in season one I was like yeah they're grand but they wouldn't have been my faves I do think Zendaya is incredible but Rue's character like wouldn't have been my main focus but Rue's like development through this season like mid-season when she's convincing her sister that like she's not on drugs and like that she needs weed because like I'm gonna kill myself and all this like and just that that episode where like she's in the classroom and she's like teaching how to be like a drug addict 101 or whatever um you're like oh my god Rue is actually a really terrible terrible person and I think that's around when Zendaya put that post on her story being like like showing how much she cared about Rue's character and she was like 
Rue's going to come across as a terrible person, but like you have to give her time and, you know, she's growing and blah, blah, blah. I didn't read it at the time um, and I'm kind of raging and I didn't know. But anyway, she basically was like, please don't hate Rue, give her a chance um, because she cares so much about the character. But that at that point in the season, you're like, oh my God, Rue is actually a genuinely terrible person. Like I hated her after that episode. And like, yes, so much of it is drug fueled and like she will do anything for drugs and like obviously her mind is so skewed and like her way of thinking and everything is so like drug centric and it's all she cares about and like she can't see past it and like she can't think clearly and everything. But you're still, you're still like, oh my God, Rue is a fucking terrible person. And then like that compared to the last episode where she's like sat in the audience watching the play and like I was listening to a podcast about this and I was also watching a YouTube video on the HBO channel um, of Zendaya and like Sam Levinson talking about this and I think Maud Apatow was talking about it as well but like Rue gets to see herself through someone else's eyes and like she gets to see herself as a person who has been through a lot and she gets to like she gets to accept the fact that like she's not a bad person like she's a person who's been through a lot and she didn't know like what to do with that and like she's there crying watching the play and like it's such a it's such a sad moment but it's also like nice it's nice for her character to see herself outside of her own thoughts about herself do you know like not necessarily through someone else's eyes but she gets to see herself as if she was a different person just watching someone else's experience and being like they have been through some awful things like I feel bad for that person so she's allowed to feel bad for herself then do you know I just oh my god it's fucking it's so good I actually like when I first watched it, um, the last episode, I was like, oh, like that's not as good as the second last episode. But I think so much of that is because the play was the second last episode and it was fucking like hilarious and incredible. But for Rue's character, um, the last episode was really nice because like you get to see her being a little bit healthy. And oh my God, when she's in the audience... And she like sinks into her seat and she's like, Lexi, Le-, and starts the chant. Oh. oh my God. Yeah, I just, Rue's character was never my favourite, but like she really made me feel a lot of things this season, you know? And it's so interesting that like you go through so many emotions with her character and like you have such a love-hate relationship with her. It's just, it's fucking incredible. Another character, um, for me anyway, who I thought, who really grew on me was Maddie. And I know everybody loves Maddie and everybody's obsessed with her and like she's such a cult favourite. But like I liked her character, but she was never one of my favourites or anything. But I, she grew on me so much this season. I love her. And like, last season she was just like the bad bitch who would fight like who had cool makeup and like who would I don't know destroy anybody who got in her way but 
I really enjoyed this season like getting to see her babysit the child and like the child's obsessed with her and the relationship she has with the child's mom and like that little tender moment in the pool and seeing her like being genuinely actually upset over Cassie and Nate and like yeah she went through her like I'm gonna fucking kill you and all because that's what you want to see and when she fucking slaps Cassie on stage I felt that in my bones I felt that in my bones but we also got to see her like actually be upset like dare I say Maddie's character was one of the most like one-dimensional after season one and I don't know she just has a bit more like depth to her after this season I think which is really nice because the rest of the characters have so much of them and so much fucking depth and then obviously like we got to learn through the play and through the season and stuff that Maddie stayed with Lexi and Cassie for a while and like all this and blah 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 and I'm sorry that fucking scene where she's doing Lexi's makeup and people on TikTok are like screaming and like creaming their pants over this and they're like oh my god like she picked the wrong Howard sister but it's just a nice little tender moment when she's doing Lexi's makeup and Lexi's like I feel stupid don't you feel stupid and she was like I did but now like I don't give a fuck and I like turned it into confidence or whatever and like I just I love it and I did actually love that moment between Maddie and Lexi I thought that was really sweet like this season undeniably everybody loves Lexi now everybody loves her and dead right dead fucking right now did she um what did she say about the play um and she said to Fez on the phone she was like what if it hurts people's feelings or something and like she was like what if I don't intentionally set out hurt people's feelings okay fair she might not have intentionally set out hurt people's feelings but like what she was doing was still fucking crazy because like it wasn't like loosely based on their life she just made a play about their lives outwardly told the story of her Rue, Kat, Cassie and Maddie like no changes just told their fucking life story through all the nitty gritty and everything and I was kind of like okay queen like you're gonna you're kind of stirring the fucking pot here like what do you expect but the fucking gym scene with Ethan being Nate I I actually had tears in my eyes I was fucking howling I actually have goosebumps right now thinking about it that is one of the best things that has ever like graced the silver screen in so long Austin Abrams I salute you king oh my fucking god that scene in the gym where they're fucking singing I need a hero I I actually I have no words I have no words it's so fucking good Ethan being Nate in that play and Ethan being Lexi and fucking Cassie's mother oh my god Maud Apatow put up a picture on her Instagram of like the two of them Hogan and like Austin Abrams in the wig and the clothes and everything oh my god like he's actually just Ethan King king of the whole franchise he deserves the fucking world he doesn't deserve Kat okay Kat I love you but like you did let on that you like you had a terminal disease just because you didn't want to break up with him Ethan is he is everything to me I would take a bullet I would take several hundred bullets for Ethan because oh my fucking god the play was 
I, I have no words. I, I can't articulate myself properly because it was just everything. It was everything I ever could have, ever could have wanted. Like, I think that's why I loved the second last episode so much more than the last one because the fucking play just had me rolling on the floor, peeing my pants. Like, oh my fucking god, it was so good. And like the production, honey, for your high has money. And right. I can't, I cannot do a Euphoria episode about season two without talking about Fez and Lexi. I love them. I really, I really do. Like at the beginning, I was like, hmm, this is kind of, this is kind of random. But then like you see them talking on the phone and like it's just genuinely lovely conversations that aren't like flirty and they watch fucking Stand By Me together. But like they're just talking on the phone about the play and like life in general and like what they want to do with their futures it's it's beautiful and it's it's a it's a tender little moment okay it makes me emotional at the beginning I will admit like I was a bit like this is a bit random but I see it now and then when he was oh no no ma'am no ma'am when he was going to the play and when Faye Queen um that is her name isn't it Faye I think so you're one who's, yeah, 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 I'm going to go with Faye. Um, when he was like to Faye, do I look handsome? Do you think other people would think I look handsome? I'm going to cry. And he had the fucking flowers for Lexi and he had the envelope. When he's on the ground, when the SWAT team are like shooting at um, Ash in the bathroom. And when the fucking envelope with Lexi's name on it is like beside him on the ground with like dust and blood on it and stuff. And then like one of the SWAT lads steps on it like... Oh, it it broke me. And Lexi keeps like checking her phone and she looks out and there's like an empty chair, lads. Oh my God. Like for a while, I was like, oh, this is going to be unrequited. Like Lexi's going to be mad about him. She's going to fall in love with him and he's just going to be like, yeah, like we're friends. Um, But he likes her. And now like, they're not going to get to be together because like, he's probably going to go to fucking prison or something. Like, okay, maybe not prison. But, like, he's going to have to answer for, like, him and Ashtray's crimes. And, like, oh, sorry, Ashtray as well. R.I.P. Bestie. R.I. fucking P. You little king. I loved Ash. Um, Was I extremely, incredibly frustrated and screaming at the screen when he stabbed your man in the neck? Yeah. Because I was like, this is the end. This is the beginning of the fucking end. Jesus Christ. That actually frustrated me to no end because I was like, this is it. We're done. Oh, you're done. You're done. Like, oh my fucking God. But do I love Ash? Yes. He's a crazy little Larry's king, okay? I I love him. And then, oh my God, no. Sorry, when Fez was fucking on the ground and like screaming. That was emotional. That was fucking emotional. That was a really fucking mad scene. And all the bullet holes in the wall and everything. Y'all. Y'all that shit was fucking crazy. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a little minute. To. Talk about the plot holes. They may be plot holes. Or they may be things that are like being left. For later seasons slash seasons. But people on TikTok and people on Twitter are like. All the fucking plot holes. There's so many unanswered questions. Like, they're not going to answer all of the questions in one season. Baby, they have to leave us on a couple of cliffhangers, okay? But I will admit I have some issues, okay? 
Number one, the camera. You're telling me this woman had a secret spy camera in the clock and she saw Maddie going through her bits, trying on her dresses, her expensive jewellery, all of that. And all she did was give Maddie one of the fucking dresses that she put on. No repercussions, no nothing. She was just like, I see myself in you. What? I would have been like, girl. Actually, would I? I don't know. But I was just like, oh, that's a bit anticlimactic. But sure look, but sure look, that's the direction they decided to go. I guess. And I mean, she was a great babysitter. Why not? But the biggest one for me, and for a lot of people actually, is the suitcase. Like, Rue took this big fucking massive suitcase with 10k worth of drugs and just, what, took load of them herself, didn't, like, sell them at all, didn't do any of that. And Laurie, what, just, like, made her pass out for a while and kept her in her house. That was it. Like, I'm sorry, that's one of the things that I think will be addressed in season three and there'll be way more repercussions and, like, that will... That's probably what a lot of season three will centre around for Rue's character. Um, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like, she's clean now, whatever. So Laurie would, like, force her to take drugs again and force her to be addicted again um, as, like, her punishment or something. But there was barely any repercussions for that. Now, I would say shit went down in the house, like, when Zendaya, not so with Zendaya, sorry, when Rue was, like, passed out that we'll find out about in season three or something. Like, it's not a plot hole. But I would have liked to see a little bit more done with that this season. Now, as I said, I'd say season three, a lot of it will be like centered around that and they're probably saving it for the next season. But I was a bit like, oh, oh okay, that's, that's that, I guess. I would advise everybody to um, go onto the HBO YouTube channel. There's like this 10 minute video that they put out after the last episode where they're just like talking about it overall. I can't remember what it's called. I might link it in the description. And Zendaya talks a little bit about Rue in it. And Sam Levinson, the writer, like is talking about the season and stuff. And I really enjoyed in the last episode that moment between Rue and Lexi where they're sitting in Lexi's house. And Rue was like, you've been through so much. Like you've dealt with all this shit. But like, you know what to do with it like she obviously wrote the play and that was like her form of therapy and like her form of coping and everything and Rue also has all of this shit to deal with and she was like I I don't know what to do with my shit and um in this video in this little 10 minute video on the HBO YouTube channel um Zendaya says she has hope for Rue's character because Sam Levinson the writer of Euphoria like went through a similar thing and he knew what to do with his shit and I was like oh my fucking god number one um so like Sam Levinson obviously struggled I looked it up and um I think he like struggled with drugs and stuff when he was younger as well and like like um Lexi writing was like his way of coping with it like he wrote this and this is like similar to his childhood or his past or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's really fucking interesting. Um, and very like full circle because even before I knew that like Sam Levinson like was affected by any of that and like 
some of euphoria or the storylines or whatever were like stemmed from his past even just Rue and Lexi having that moment being like well Rue being like you know what to do with it I don't I was like oh my god like it was just really interesting and it was really sad because like you're happy for her because she's clean and she's doing all this but then you're like what what do you do with that what do you do with all of that that's just like all of your trauma and all of your past and like everything that you're working through is just like it's sitting there in you and like you can talk about it but you can only talk about it to so many people like and it's still going to be there like rifling around in your head like what what do you do with that How, like because you can't just forget that you can't just like put it in a bottle and throw it away like what do you do? I sat there for a minute after the episode and I was like what do you do with that like I just I just thought it was really fucking interesting I could talk about Euphoria for ages but I'm going to leave it there for anyone who watched I really hope you enjoyed the season as much as I did and if you didn't or if you have any opinions please drop the podcast Instagram a DM because god knows I will talk about it I just I love it I really I really really did love this season and in that video I will actually link it in the description Sam Levinson is talking about like how all of the characters in the show make mistakes but like that's what makes them human and what makes them like multifaceted and he was like that's what make life makes life worth living is all like the mistakes and the faux pas and everything and the ups and downs and that's what makes life beautiful and I think like you really do grow an attachment like you know what your favorite tv shows where you like grow so attached to the characters and everything like you really do live through something with the characters in the show and you really do like form connections with them be it through like I don't know shared experiences or shared feelings or whatever but like it really does like the show and the characters they really do like make you think and make you feel and stuff I just think Euphoria is fucking incredible like oh it's just it's 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 so good I would recommend it to absolutely everybody I would rate it very highly I don't know what I'd rate it I'd rate it maybe like 8.5 9 out of 10 um but everybody should watch it's fucking incredible and that's if you're able because you know what um as much as I love it it's probably very very triggering for some people so like if you do think it's going to be triggering just like be careful going into it because it is very fucking heavy and like it does deal with a lot of real shit and like it's it's just very realistic it's a lot like but I would highly recommend it I think it's fucking incredible if any of you would like me to talk a little bit but more about Euphoria if you want part two um if you want anything for future episodes just let me know drop the podcast Instagram uh, DM and let me fucking know and um, thank you all so much for listening and for like sharing on your stories and for following the podcast Instagram that we have now and thank you so much to everyone who listened to the IT Carlo memes um episode it's now my most listened to episode it's my most popular one so thank you so much to all of the different like random people who've never listened to the podcast before I never heard of it for giving that episode a chance and for following the Instagram because like it's not just all people I know it's like some other people who I presume just listen to the podcast and stuff who follow the Instagram which is really fucking cool so thank you so much for the support and stuff and I just I really hope you guys enjoy this episode I will have another episode out soon with my special guests and I will try I know I say this every single time but I will try to 
upload on a more regular basis. That might be hard now because um, exams are coming up in college and there's just a shitload of college work to be done at the minute. But we move. We move. Um, thank you so much again. I really hope you enjoyed. And I love you for you. And Jacob Alordi is so fine, even though he is so scary. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.